0: What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You're rocking with Lyles Movie Files. Joining me on today's show, little brother Jace. What's up with you?
1: What's going on, bro? Uh, It's a a weekend, so I'm feeling a little better. How's everything with you?
0: I'm good. Javon King, what's up with you?
2: Doing great, man. Another beautiful day. Beautiful Saturday we're doing this. Um... All the listeners, thanks for joining again, and to all the listeners who happen to be veterans, thank you for your service. We greatly appreciate you, and um, let's get rolling, man. Huh?
0: All right, so we uh had a busy week here with the elections, lots of fallout on that. I don't go political on the show, so we're not going to go into all of that, but it was very eventful all the same. Uh, this past week, we're starting to see. A little clearer picture on some of these oscar contenders one of which is the green book and during a A, there's a little controversy because star vigo mortensen was talking about words um that are no longer common in conversation and he made the point and he used the n-word and it set twitter social media buzz um Deacon Mortensen, for all accounts, is uh, not that dude, but you never know what people think in, pers- in private. He's apologized tremendously and said issued a statement um, saying that although my intention was to speak strongly against racism, I have no right to even imagine the hurt that is caused by hearing that word in any context, especially from a white man. I do not use the word in private or in public. I'm very sorry that I did use the full word last night and will not utter it again. Fellas, what do you think about this? Because his point from the movie that he's in about a 1960s uh, Italian-American working with a – or taking a Jamaican-American pianist in the Deep South in the 1960s is a lot of what those characters encountered aren't common today. So what do you all think about that? I have my thoughts, but I want to hear from you – Guys, first, Jace, let's start with you.
3: Oh, well,
1: if I think that this is one of those times I need a little more context because just somebody saying, Hey, these are words you don't hear anymore, like just saying it straight up like that, it's like, Yeah, that is a word that you don't hear anymore. It's like, but in that time period, that was like probably like our parents' age, they heard that all the time. Like, there's like, you just knew, Hey, you go to South Carolina and the wrong lunch counter. Hey, you're gonna hear that word. Uh, if you're going to, it like I said, I don't know the context. It's just like if you you're making a point and you don't censor yourself just like the two seconds, like you say, hey, you know, words that are not said, like like the all the work, like the slang words you used to hear for lesbians, like now that's a word you wouldn't hear. I mean, it's just kind of. It's the same thing, and I think it's like if you just don't censor yourself. Like, oh shoot, I just said one of those words you don't say. And if you don't catch it in that moment, you might be like, oh shoot. And then somebody's like, you said it. Oh shh. Oh shit, I, I said it. Uh, and then you issue an probably Like, hey, that's not. I'm. I was really stating fact, and I wasn't trying to make a. I was making a non-racial point, but I, I messed up for a second. My bad. So I. I, I mean, guy, I apologize for it. I take it at face value.
0: Javon, what's your thoughts?
2: Um, I still haven't heard the the the, the interview, the conference, or whatever. What was it like a, a presser for the for the movie?
0: Yeah, it was like they saw the movie. So what they do sometimes is the the stars will actually show up to a, an advanced screening and then mm-hmm. talk to audience members in a Q and A session. Um, mm-hmm. What I pieced together was he was saying removing the n-word from your vocabulary doesn't necessarily disqualify a person as a racist or participating in actions or thoughts that are bigoted so basically just because you don't say the n-word doesn't mean that you're not racist or that you have bigoted thoughts and i feel like from interviews that i've seen him in he is a thoughtful person eh, maybe slightly maybe deeper than the normal actor. And mm-hmm. you know, from that context, I don't I don't get the
2: racist like, oh shoot, what are you doing saying that word? I mean well, well did he did he just come out right and say well you can't say nigger anymore because I mean how was it how and what kind of did he I don't, I don't have the you don't, uh, have, don't you have, have a transcript from, of it. From well, the way look, it sounds from what I've read from the way it sounds I saw it yesterday on Yahoo and the way it was described and the way you're describing it to me doesn't sound like it is as, as 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 people are making it out to be mm-hmm. i mean for what it's worth for what it's worth and and we it, the thing about like with with comedy right a lot of comedians hide behind comedy as a, for you know to, to get out racist thoughts to say certain things right mm-hmm. i What's the? Is it more offensive that he says it in that context, or that Louis C.K. tells a nigger joke? Is it more offensive that Quentin Tarantino litters his movies with the word nigger, like for example, uh, uh, what was the one? The Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said nigger more times in the first twenty minutes of that movie than I've used all year long. And it really had nothing to do with any, any racial connotations. Right. It's just, it just there was one black guy there, and that, I got a bigger problem with Tarantino. I'll, I'll get to that at a later date. But I don't I don't see the big deal in what he was saying. He used the word, but he didn't use the word at or directed at anyone in particular. He was using the word to make a point. Which okay, the the word is still a word. It's still you know, it's it's not like Beetlejuice, and we can't say it three times. You know what I mean? It's 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 yeah. a word. Okay. So let's like, fall back.
0: So chief, what's up, man? What's going on there? Good man. What is your take on this? Uh, there's there's been a lot of outrage over it. So just kind of curious what your what your take on
3: it is.
4: Uh well if you if you say the n word you're not a racist or don't have racist thoughts um i guess if you're if you it's it's funny with the, i guess the, the the standard here is is blacks has blacks were able to use it but what would a uh a person of a different color what would their reason be for using the n word i mean like how does that come up in um because you know i I mean, I'm guilty of of saying it. I say it, but uh, you know, um, I don't think i have hard hearted towards a friend, or you know what I mean. In in a minute, you know what I mean. Um, I don't I, I don't know if I've ever used it in a hard R uh, way. See, when when they when when they're saying it, they're hard Ring it. Um, I've I've never heard it used by a, a person of another color without the hard R so um, um like how are they saying it i mean is it are they are they is it, is it they how does that come up in your conversation um, so i you know I don't know how that would even be a, a conversation piece for for another uh another F, another group another group um so if if it's i guess you can. I guess I mean if you're debating it, I, I don't know. Um it seems silly if, if if maybe if you're in a debate you and a group of friends are around just saying the N word this, the N word that but I mean how many I mean how many white folks you think are or or whatever are around the country debating the use of the N word uh in their in their social setting. Um you know, um I think that uh i I think some words are just not for for your use, you know what I mean um
3: mm-hmm.
4: whether you use them um without prejudice or or you know whatever i mean if you of course you know by all means i prefer if you're prejudiced and 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 you're around me, I prefer you use the word um to be honest um that way that stops me from having to speak to you. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just tell me off the bat. We don't have to have any words rather than a a a fake cordial uh, conversation between us. If 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 that's not what you want, mm-hmm. you know, I just refer hey, you know, hey, look, I'm I'm not in niggers. I don't want to have a conversation. You know what? No problem, sir. You've got it. You know, and that to me, that's it. Because you can't hurt me with the word. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. not. I'm not one of those guys who. Uh, oh, you said it. I'm going to kick. I'm not that guy. I don't care. You know what I mean?
3: Uh,
4: a lot of people may not like me. Does that, does that hurt me? No, I don't care. I don't care who doesn't like me. It doesn't matter. Um, so you use it, you know, if you use it and, and I'm in the presence of it, I'm like, okay, well, that's somebody I won't be speaking to. That's and that's as far as I really need to 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 go with. It. I don't I don't care if you're prejudiced, to be honest with you. I mean that's that's it is what it is. That's my you know. There's no difference. Like I've grown up with prejudiced people my whole life. Um. So for for someone to use it and uh around me is is at this point at at 43 years old like
3: uh, okay, <laughs>
4: you know what I mean? I've I've had fathers i've i've been 10 years old had a father tell me uh that i could play with his daughter but he doesn't like uh he wouldn't accept uh a black kid uh talking to his daughter like you know like like a boyfriend type thing with his daughter and i remember at 10 years old I, i didn't even even quite know what he was talking about you know what i mean Mm-hmm. And but I remember the conversation because it seemed so weird for this guy to have this conversation with me, and I remember the conversation. With, uh, and and it wasn't until I got older I was like, hmm, oh yeah, okay, yeah, you know what I mean. Like he mm-hmm. had that conversation with me at ten, and all I did was want to play. You know what I mean? Right. Um. So 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 at this point, like I said, that you know everybody's raising you know this controversy with the word. Listen, um. I, like I said, I prefer you use it if, if that's the way you feel. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. that way, when you, when you utter it again, I'm not even in your presence. I've walked away. I'm, I'm moving on with my life. You, you're stuck in that, 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 that box. You know what I mean? So while you're in that box, I'm, I'm living my life. I don't, I don't go to sleep, uh, mad at white folks, you know, mad at Asians. You know, matter Hispanics. Uh, you know, I don't go to sleep. You know, hope. You know, praying that the 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 black man takes over. You know, I that's that's not my that's not my thought process. So, um, you know, I, I just you know, I, everybody live their life. If, you know, as as long as you're enjoying your time here, I'm fine with it. Um, you know, I just like I said, I I don't really have any. Um, I I don't know like what a context is because I mean even when we, even when we're talking like off off panel discussions so on and so forth like we're not even fluent with that word like it's not a conversation where we're like yes you know niggas this and niggas that. I mean we don't you know what I mean it's, yeah. it's, 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 to me to me you, you when you're having a conversation about certain things that's not even like where would that come into play so like what kind of conversation you having where that is a a a a word of topic like i don't i don't know where you would go with that so like i said I, i just if you use it you use it i just ask you for that one time you use it please that one time use it around me and then from that point on I don't have to hear you use it because I won't be around you no more. Like, if I know, you know what I mean? Like if I, if people that, and and people get mad when people use the word, but my thought was always, well, at least they told you. Because like, you could be supporting their movies. You could be supporting their brand. You could be like every time a racist person is exposed and you know, everybody's like, Oh my God. I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate that. Appreciate mm-hmm. that, player, because mm-hmm. now I don't have to fuck with you on any level. I'm not I'm going for you. your shoes, you know. I, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't have to buy your pizza.
3: I don't have to <laughs> buy your
4: clothes. I don't have to do any of those things that you, that, you know what I'm saying, that you, you might have been getting my money for. Because now I'm like, okay, this is how you feel this is how i'm going to carry that feeling now you might the guy might say well i don't miss your dollars of course you're not going to miss my dollars you know what i mean but i know i'm not giving you my dollars so you know you might get an increase from from white folks who you know oh yeah he's still, you know he's with the cause and then they start buying into your thing and then you know i don't know if i you know i've never been white so i can't say If a white person finds out that another white person is racist, do they stop buying their brand? I don't know. But maybe they, you know, maybe a couple do, you know, whatever. But like I said, I I always appreciated a, a person coming out, saying how they feel, and then riding on that. You know what I mean? You don't have to apologize to me. That's your feeling. That's how you feel. So, you know, I mean, If somebody calls you an asshole, right, and that's their feeling, do they have to come out and apologize to you? No. So if you want to call me a nigger, you know what? You don't have to apologize for that either. Because now you're just letting me know, hey, um, let me know that – here, here, I'm letting you know that you don't have to mess with me on any level. Like I said. So I haven't haven't seen a Mel Gibson movie – and I don't know how long. I'm not gonna go see Mel Gibson. I don't care what he does. He could, it could be, the movie could be blacker than black, and it's black. That could be the title of the movie.
1: And I'm black. I'm not y'all. gonna
4: go see it. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna go see it. Only because I know now that when you're in the privacy of your home, that's how you feel. You believe, you believe black coming packed. You know what to, I mean? rape, to, to, to rape white women. Right. To rape white right. women. No,
0: just his wife. Right. Just his wife.
4: Right. Just his wife. And she was Asian. Hey, hey guys, what are you guys doing but, today? I don't know. Let's get a pack and rape Mel Gibson's wife. Oh yeah, let's go. So. Let's go. You know, we're not a group. We're not a a a, a band. We're a pack like wool.
0: Hey guys, so, in fairness, he only thinks like that when he drinks.
4: But
2: <laughs> well, hey. but 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 but, hold, but Viggo Mortensen wasn't saying. It in that context, right? He wasn't not saying, not hey, right? Okay. <laughs> all. Right. Well, that's yeah, right, yeah.
4: And that's what I'm saying. So, so, but I, you know, I'm just saying from my standpoint, I, you know, I don't care about the word. You, you can use the word. You could not use the word. I, like I said, I prefer you use it. Just that one time around me, let me know. So I can, you know what I mean? Cause like, how many people do you think you speak to every day who rather have you not speak to them? When I walk oh. into a restaurant, and, and and my waiter doesn't like black. I'd appreciate you just saying, Hey, um, welcome to so and so. I think you're a nigga. And I can say, Hey, so I think I'm gonna <laughs> eat somewhere else. You know what I mean? Because that mm-hmm. way you're not spitting in my food. Mm-hmm.
3: Let's you, get it on, on the table. Oh, okay. It's all
0: okay. on the table. Okay. so, bottom line, do we do we think Vigo Morten's is racist because he said it in this panel? Huh. Devin? No. Okay. Jay I don't know. Okay, I think it's a situation where he was trying to make an elegant point and
2: mm-hmm.
0: his use of a word upset some people
3: and I understand in the point.
0: context of what he was saying it, it made sense to go he can't say the n-word anymore and it, I just feel like he was making a point and it upsets some folks. He apologized to his co-star Mahershala Ali and he accepted his apology And because he worked with the dude all that time so he Mm. understood where he was coming from and he he said it's just a shame that his elegant statement kind of got derailed a bit because of the use of the word
2: you know jeff last point on that i I I like to hear the state because the way it sounds is that he was trying to articulate something but he used the word to articulate the point and some people like chief was saying are so triggered by the word that without using any perspective. This, they just jump in. The, oh,
4: oh, oh.
2: And that's where races, we are. Races, races. Yeah, that's where we are as a society today. Unfortunately, this is what this is what what people are now. This is this is what people are now. This is where we are now as a society, unfortunately. So, yeah, I mean, from what I see, what nothing there. But moving on. All right.
0: So um, now there is another sort of controversial movie at the box office right now. It's the Queen biopic, Bohemian Rhapsody. And I watched the movie, reviewed it, and it was one of those weird experiences where I saw the problems that people had. And I, and I acknowledged, wrote them in my review. You can check that out at com. But I liked it anyway. And so what I normally do when I see a biopic, I go home and even before or while I'm in the midst of writing that review, I look up the history of the person just to see where uh, the film and the script deviated from the real life account of the person. And there are some drastic, very dramatic changes to the Queen story from the real version to what we see on the big screen. And I'd almost argue... Without that just natural curiosity of, well, what really happened? I think most people would, would be fine watching that and not be so curious and enjoy it. But because there are certain things and because I knew two of the three surviving members who were still active had a very strong say in what went on because of the music is actually licensed so it's not some play some oddball songs that queen may have sung because we can't get the actual licensed material um i get the feeling that the the two existing members were like hey this is how we saw things and they really helped steer the film a certain way and then there was that usual well let's let's jazz this part up and let's make it more interesting hollywood screenwriter mentality um but i like the movie so for you guys, when you watch a film, does it when it's based off of real life events, does it need to stick so true to the real life case for you to enjoy it? Like if uh okay. like if there was a new edition movie, let's say, and well, like a big screen movie, and they had Johnny Gill around before Bobby Brown quit and they just changed some other stuff just like randomly to make the story more interesting. Would that make you more upset since you kind of experienced and, and went through new edition or would you be like, yeah, you know what? For the sake of
4: the movie it was cool.
0: And they at least got to sing the songs. What's your take on that, fellas? Uh,
4: listen, I'm going to be honest with you. If, 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 if a movie came out about me, right, I'd want to fly in that movie. So, <laughs> you know, he, he not only was he uh, a funny guy, he also had the power of flight. So, if they were doing a movie about me, no, I don't, I don't mind. I mean, you got to have some type of. There's gonna be changes. I remember watching Notorious, and so, mm-hmm.
3: oh uh, yeah, he's in L.A.
4: Uh. He's in L.A. right, and mm-hmm. he's on the phone with Kim. Like, yeah, you know, we need to squash this. We need to figure out what we doing when I get back. You know, he's calling Face. He's like, yeah, faith, uh, uh, you know. And I'm like, come on, you know, he didn't make those phone calls that night, and everything right. got wrapped up in a neat little bow before he died. That's not how right. it goes. That's, but that's that's. But when you're doing something of someone, right, you've got to Hollywood it up. It's got to be almost when a person dies, the character dies almost without sin. You know what I mean? Like he's he's rectifies his sin. He's mm-hmm. gone, and he's he spoke to the preacher before he died. Because, you know, I mean, it's, you know, the, as much as I like Notorious, like, he's my favorite rapper uh, of, of all time. You know what I mean? But I know he didn't wrap up his life in a neat little bow the night before he died or the night that he died. That's
3: in a neat little bow. Absolutely bowl.
4: not. That was, right. Yeah, that that was that's Hollywood. That was, that's Hollywood. Absolutely not. That's Hollywood. So you've got to have some 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 uh, some truth <laughs> and, and you've got to have some different stories in there, too. Um, so, you know, um, because it and also it made Puffy seem like Puffy was this, this great dude, you know what I mean? Um, but you know, Puffy, man, <laughs> you know, Puffy was robbing them, man. You know, hey, it's, you know, it's hey, you know funny about that chief. <laughs> as soon as that yeah. movie
2: was, on, I was like, hey, who's the executive producer? Yeah. Puff? Who's the executive producer? Yeah. yeah seem, Sean yeah. Combs. Yeah. Uh, huh.
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gave them. I gave him and 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 uh, Craig Mack a check for five million dollars. Mm, Very fair. i I don't think you did. No, you didn't. You actually no. So, you you know, remember actually Biggie threatened him, behind b- his money. Remember that. Well, and this the thing. This the thing. That's why Biggie did the double album so he could get out of Bad Boy.
2: So he could get out of Bad because Boy because he was
4: on for three. Yeah, he was on for a three album deal. He did the double album. He, mm-hmm. You know, he could have put out two, really could have put out just two more albums or whatever, but he did the double mm-hmm. album to get out of Bad Boys. It, it, it fulfilled his, uh, this contract. His, his album requirement. That's why people drop those double albums to yep. get out of their contracts a lot of times. So
3: yep.
4: he uh, he put the double album out there and then, uh, you know, he, you know of course he met his demise, but, but this is the thing. You saw Puff, he was like, man, Puff loved them dudes. He was taking care of them. Uh-uh Uh uh-uh. So, yeah, they got to put some sauce on it. You know what I mean? They can't just let that thing linger how it is. That's just, you know, I mean, I didn't see this new Queen movie, but I'm sure, I'm sure salt and pepper were added to the ingredients.
0: You know what I mean? There was, man, uh, there was salt and pepper, paprika, uh, some oregano,
3: (laughs) some (laughs) dude. They changed up
0: so much that I was, I spent, man, I was watching, I was writing my review and I was watching a Queen documentary on YouTube because I was like, "Oh my gosh, they've changed so much stuff." But it was Which one the BBC. Because... No, man, the, the real movie. I mean, the
2: the no the, the one BBC the right now. No, the BBC. Oh no, 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 the BBC <laughs> documentary that you watched on YouTube, Jeff.
0: Oh no, no, that was that was you know that was telling the story. It, it was there was no changing up of anything. It was just real accounts from people. But, man, that and movie.
2: The BBC, hmm. doc, the BBC doc is the same. It, it's basically real accounts from Brian May, from people who worked with Queen, their producers, yeah, yeah. The people from EMI, the label, and all that. Right. Freddie Mercury is one of my... I, I, I love Freddie Mercury. I, I think he's one of the greatest performers of our generation. Of of this or any generation. But I'm going to tell you
0: something really funny. All
3: right.
0: Now, don't judge me, okay? Now... Okay before i went into this movie because you know queen's heyday was kind of arguably right before i started paying attention to music so i kind of knew their songs but i didn't necessarily know that was queen like for me queen was the band that did the flash gordon soundtrack like that's how that's where i associate queen and then we will rock you and another one bites the dust and another one bites yeah. the dust because that was junkyard dog's theme song before they changed it to grab them cakes like right. that was clean. and then i'm watching the movie and i'm like oh i know that song too oh that's them yes
2: yeah. don't, don't feel bad about that i mean for what it's worth you know i, I love music so I know, I know a little bit about it a lot so, but for for and me to tell,
0: and to back what you were saying i i i've spent i don't Man, I think I watched that movie three weeks ago. I have mm-hmm. been killing YouTube, watching all these these Queen performances, and just being amazed at how yeah. Freddie Mercury is just like so.
3: He was
2: dynamite. He really yeah, he is. Was, yeah, dynamite. Right. Hey, the live Aid performance, their final. Yeah, i watched that a million times. At, yeah, their final performance at Wembley, uh, their performance at I forget the name of the theater in London back in '77. Where he brought the house down playing a piano look freddie mercury was that dynamic of an entertainer he wasn't just an entertainer he Mm -hmm. was he he was he was a songwriter he was a great singer Mm -hmm. um like i put him up there with rock singers like him and steve perry from journey you know those are the guys on the mountain but for fred with freddie mercury there was so much of his life that you know i it's a shame he passed because I would have loved to have seen the 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 authorized by Freddie Mercury story, because I think Brian May and my man i forget his name Roger, um, Taylor. They,
3: they,
2: Roger Taylor painted a picture like you said with their they painted their, their picture they painted a picture with their brush strokes um they although Remy Malik did a great job. It's just there's so much left out and there's so many liberties taken in making this film that this isn't an actual account of Queen or Freddie Mercury. It's their it's their interpretation through their lenses.
0: It's a very interesting movie in the sense that from watching it pretty much early on, I got the sense that they could have easily done a Freddie Mercury movie and just as well as they could have done a queen movie and, well, and bohemian rhapsody tries to do two movies in one more. and well, there's that, a little that, compromising and it works in the sense of like hey i well, want to know more but it, it's well, just here's like, the thing: eh. it they, wouldn't the, be an interesting queen movie without focusing on freddie mercury well here's and,
2: the thing about it they realized that they, they realized that that's why Freddie is on the poster. Freddie is on the the tree. He's the, the he's the movie. Freddie was queen. I hate to discredit them. I'm not discrediting them, but Freddie was queen. You didn't tune in to see the queen performance at Live Aid to see anybody stroke the guitar. You wanted to see Freddie command the crowd to clap in unison during Radio Gaga. Uh, that he was the he was it. And so when I watched it, I felt like okay, these are two guys that were kind of backlash, jealous of jealous of him and his legacy that he's left. So they're gonna inject themselves and, and and tell a different type of story. Um, I, they didn't discredit Freddie in many ways, but they kind of glossed over a lot of things and they kind of demonized his 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 his, his homosexuality. They kind of demonized his lifestyle a little bit, saying, "Well, if Freddie was this, we would have been better as a band." No, if Freddie was so, Freddy, you watched the movie too, yeah.
0: Okay,
2: that that that's one of my must sees. I told you that was one of my musts. I'm a big Queen, Uh, yeah, I'm a big Queen fan, man. I was gonna see that. Um, (laughs) it seemed to me like they were not. I'm not gonna say jealous, but it seemed to me as if they wanted to have their slice of that pie by saying, yeah, we were there too. It wasn't just Freddie Mercury.
0: I definitely got that sense, and I, I think maybe that was one thing that really stood out. Knowing that they were involved in it that it was hey we weren't just the guys in the back, and I've read some stuff because I like I said I just devoured I was really fascinated by all these stories I just kept reading more and more and more and more uh to get the, get a greater sense of of how they were and from everything that I've read there was this real sense of hey we're queen there is no leader of queen and Some of the others actually did solo albums, too. Now I didn't necessarily... It was weird, because I didn't necessarily get the sense that they were demonizing uh, Freddie Mercury, but what you said has been a common complaint that I've read in other reviews. But um, I took it like he was... I don't know. It was was this thing where he was a guy who was around in a time where people weren't embracing that lifestyle. And, you know, like, if, if Queen came out today... He would be the biggest be the, star yeah. in, the universe, in the universe, and no one would care. They wouldn't bat an eye. But it was weird because, to me, back in the 80s, in that early 80s, that whole androgynous thing was kind of, like, cool. You know, with MTV, like, you had Boy George. Oh, dude. So him doing his thing was like, whatever. I'm like, yeah, okay, no, no, no sweat. No, no
2: that's the thing about that like you said with boy george flock of seagulls duran yeah. duran the, right. the, the brit all the yeah. all the brit pop guys look like women for real and even the okay. hairband guys look like women but it was still very any
0: any uh cheese any 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 yeah, she was like i'm just like a dude
2: yeah. and it was but, like hey that's
0: cool i associate but, that with the 80s and 80s rock so to me it was like whatever
2: crazy? but you know what's crazy about that time jeff nobody ever addressed sexuality androgyny the lines the you know the lines mm. of of masculinity and femininity were blurred across the board but sexuality was never addressed because you for know what it's funny, funny
0: because, because you know that was when i was starting to get old enough to pay attention to music and like my own music as opposed to what my whatever my parents were playing on the radio mm. i wasn't thinking along the lines of hey sexuality or whatever like right. i think my first like uh Vanity and Apollonia introduced me to puberty. <laughs> <But, laughs>
3: wow, you this? in millions, oh, you gosh. in millions.
0: What is this strange feeling?
3: But Dude, before that, I'm gonna tell
2: you something. When I saw the Nasty Girl video when I was like oh four years old, I was like, "Yeah, I like girls.
3: Yeah, I like <laughs> girls. I sealed it." If, but I, I, like if I watched,
0: if I watched the Nasty Girl video right now, I'd be like, "I love girls," but oh my gosh,
3: <laughs> jeez.
0: 2018 everybody i, I would go to youtube who's watching this in 2018 my god yeah
1: yeah that, that is if, a if, you thing. Put that, if you put that in the uh show notes there would be more views for this whole podcast because it'd be like oh, yes, yes yes replay possible
0: you know what i, I think we're gonna need to to come up with a list of videos that uh triggered your sense of wow this is amazing. This is the greatest video ever. I'm, but, I'm got,
2: I've got buttons oh, down and i uh, giving him something he can feel. Oh, no. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go straight Raunch. Come on, Chief. You with me. Two live crew. Come on. What? No, no. That's, that's Rex and FX.
0: No, I'm saying them too, but yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, two live crew. Me so horny. Um, i took an l, I took a L l behind me so horny video i got a butt whipping because of the old jukebox <laughs> i ordered that video ordered it,
3: huh? I ordered You're that one video. of those dudes who i ordered that video 11
2: and... times oh wow <laughs> yeah because they because for those of y'all who don't remember the Jukebox Network was like MTV by request. You can it call better. them
0: It was way it was better. better. It was, it was way control. better. What, you controlled like...
2: it. You controlled it. And you oh, got yeah. to see a lot of videos that you would never see on MTV or MTV raps, right? So, yeah. yeah. So, Me So Horny video came out, and I was like, oh my God, I have to see that video over and over and over again. I need again. to see it 10
1: more times. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was no, there was no recording videos. You just like, yes, oh, yeah no, There was
0: recording what videos. I, for some uh, reason,
3: yeah, for some
0: good. reason, we decided to just keep ordering the stuff. I, I, yeah. I was, I was, I was a voyeur. I was a jukebox voyeur. I was like, for come on, three, seven, two. What do you mean
3: five? You're idiot. You're five you you idiot! Five? You idiot! <laughs> cool. Oh my God. Yeah.
0: anyway so yeah so yeah i'm with you on that so fellas uh chief jace what do you guys think about music biopics i'm sorry we already heard from chief jace what do you think about music biopics that get a little creative with the with the history
1: i think you have to i mean it, it, i mean i guess it, it doesn't matter who you have like kind of working as the producer or something you you can't tell I mean, maybe, maybe there are some people you can just tell their story. It's just fleshed out. It's really great. But then there's going to be, like, you have to take a little more Hollywood to it to make it, like, a little jazzy. Like, say if you were making a Puffy uh, biopic, you wouldn't really care that much about, like, right now. But you, you, you make up some jazz about, you know, him and his life for Cassie or something. I mean, you do something just kind of, like, to make this part not a lull and... You're like okay, well, he, he he's got he still got he's still working with all these groups. He's still working with the, the artists from the five.
0: So, Jace, so like the 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 puffy biopic would end with him on a seat at the five. Yeah, how it it like, that. like that. But you mean, know, it's interesting because these guys who die early, like Freddie Mercury, like Tupac and Big, their stories become legend because you have that. Man, if they were still around today, they would still be doing stuff. I mean, like, Prince was Prince was still right in his thing where it's like, man, you know Prince would have been coming up with good stuff, and Michael Jackson would have still been coming up with hits. But those guys dying right at the age where they did, like, pre-social media in particular, where every detail and fabric of their life weren't available for consumption, there's that mystery, like, oh, man, yeah. what
3: would they have
2: done? But you know, Jeff, I, I said when people say people say stupid stuff like, if if Aaliyah was still around, Beyonce and this person wouldn't be around, and this person wouldn't be around. Like, I'm like, I look, will say, if uh, Pac
0: and Biggie were around, Jay Z wouldn't be as big.
2: No, I don't know about that. I don't I know, know about be that.
0: Because dude, Cause I'm,
2: no, look, I'm gonna tell you why I feel that way. Because styles are meant to change, tastes are meant to I totally change. Get, we can I feel say like he all that. Been
0: I feel like he would have always been that guy who, would have been like, yeah, he's mm-hmm. good. I feel like he is like how we view Nas now, where Nas well, had some really well, good albums back in the day. What's he got now? But yeah.
1: Well, no, look. every month. Hear
2: he yeah, me when I say this. Hear me when good. I say
1: this. Run, 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 Nas, run.
2: okay. Nas has been historically after Illmatic, and I'm gonna give you the rundown of producers that it's worked on album. Illmatic. Well, no. Give me a second.
4: Q-Tip, I'm doing
2: I'm just Pete Rock. Oh, Q-Tip, um, um, Pete Rock, um, DJ Premier, Large Professor. Those were the men at that time who crafted the sound of the East Coast hip-hop scene, right? Nas's albums after that have been a hodgepodge of garbage because Nas is trying to stay in the same vein of what everyone else is doing, but Nas has also been known to be a horrible selector of his own production. He, he he's he's been it, it's, it's kind of been a a, a a garbage heap since. Jay finds a way to stay relevant to whatever's on the radio right now. Four 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 being the only exception because it was exclusively produced by No ID. The thing about Jay, or anybody, right? When when Big and Pac were around, we still had a, a Lo make a big hit. I wish it was a little bit taller. I wish it was a bu- I, the, things are going to creep out people are going to like what they like they're going to like what they like and what would have happened with Big and Pac eventually they would have become 30 year old guys <laughs> they're not as cool to the 15 year old hip hop goer because they like my dad's hip hop they're my dad's rap
0: yeah, well, Because Tupac would be the, one, uh, he would be doing family movies with Disney now
2: probably probably tupac yeah, probably would have won an oscar by now also he, and big pro- yeah th- you'd never know but
1: they i know would be the host in
0: american idol with jennifer next to jennifer lopez okay we're, who's
1: be we're, 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 honestly there's yeah. a point like snoop if say snoop dog died after doggy, doggy but yeah let's not let's say he dies after murder was a case we would be yeah, talking yeah, about if he died right he at that point probably out of one of the greatest hip-hop artists. He would have just been doing dynamic thing. He has such a personality. <laughs> but now, this is around, he's doing men's wellness commercials.
2: <laughs> Snoop is okay. on doing, he's got a play. He's doing like a
1: Tyler Dude, Perry He's working play. with Martha Stewart. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a
2: gospel, he did a gospel album. album, right album
3: that's
1: really good, by the way. yeah, It's like, it's, it's, they, I don't think those two guys knock out Jay at all. I mean, I think Jay-Z yeah. actually has he probably is. He and L.L. I didn't probably didn't say knock out.
0: I said that he wouldn't be as big if they were still around. That's all no, I, I
3: don't
1: know. But thing, like Javon says, he switched. He knows how to go with trends and be better than the trend.
2: That's. Mm-hmm. I don't
1: think. I think Pop okay. said, I don't need rap anymore. Yeah. I'm good. Uh, I, okay. The thing about <laughs> the thing about.
2: And, and that's the thing about it. As we all have personal preferences where I may like you more than I may like somebody else or what have you. But one thing you can never deny Jay-Z, no matter how you feel about him, is that there's a talent there that keeps him. It, it, there's a talent there that translates to anything else because for what it's worth, had Pac and Big still been around, Jay-Z would have still been doing his thing. Whether he's Now, here's the thing about that. It's debatable whether he is Jay-Z today with his career trajectory or he's more like AZ, where I thought AZ was going to be <laughs> bigger than, let's say, Nas. You know what I
3: mean? That's all I'm
0: saying, man. That's it. That That is the only they.
2: I don't think laugh. he would have had a little cap
0: if they mm-hmm. were still around back yeah, but when that's, he really made his bones
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. in that void of pocket and Dick. That's but but and that's the thing about it, Jeff. So many came in during that time that we could say that about a lot of folks. But the thing about Jay is that he had more talent than a lot of the folks like I am. Master yeah, P. no, no. right, no, I, but, I'm
0: only right? <laughs> saying the thing, that he was—he like he was the
2: best one. He was like,
0: oh, yeah, he was the best and up.
2: He was, and I definitely feel like on, he had it. Mm-hmm. Oh, he ran with it. But yeah. I definitely feel like his trajectory would have been different he would have still been on i'm just saying that his trajectory possibly would have been different you know what i mean that's where he thing. may not have we're, been j he would have been az or something
0: yeah. we're 100% there that's all all right let's move on
2: um, <laughs> all
0: right so sunday we had the last episode of Rick Grimes on The Walking Dead and this show has been the one that's been our most divisive since we've been doing this podcast and um, I really I'm going to let you all talk about it but I'm going to go first I really like this episode I thought if there is a way to smartly get your lead main character out of the show in a respectful way that doesn't piss off all the fans and doesn't make them feel cheated while still allowing for every fan theory to still be available and on the table, this was it. I don't think I would have. I feel like if if they had killed Rick off, I may have been on that Rob Stark mentality of, I'm not watching the show anymore. Good, I'm done. This is my jump-off point. I'll just wait till Fear of the Walking Dead comes. And I, I just, I didn't need anything else. I just needed some cheat way for him to be written off the show, maybe come back at the series finale. But I think this was the best way to do it. And then to immediately go into a fast forward where it's like, well, we don't need to sit around and waste time seeing how they're grieving Rick for eight episodes. They've already, quote unquote, moved on. And now they've got to deal with new stuff. And I think that the show, this this season in particular, has really kind of tried to get more in line with the comic book where we've seen Aaron lose his hand so he could get maybe some hook attachment like Rick in the comic. And we see a grown-up, Judith, rocking a Carl in the comic book outfit minus the hole in her eye. Um, so it looks like we're going to have that set up now in the show and I don't know I'm I'm encouraged I'm excited and I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen now because I don't know how these characters have evolved in this time jump where is Michonne mad has she been leading Judith along and training her in the use of the katana and it was emerged as a leader uh, has Michonne and Maggie set up this government that they wanted way back in the day What's Jesus doing? How is Carol in the kingdom with Ezekiel? Like, there's so many questions I have, which I didn't have earlier. I mean, I didn't have it all last season. And I'm excited about The Walking Dead again. Uh, Let's see. Chief, have you caught up? Have you watched it yet?
4: No, I haven't caught up. I haven't caught up. I I just haven't. I look at it, take there on the DVR and I just can't bring myself to press. I I just don't want to be bored for three hours.
0: I, I can um, tell you, what is it? Five episodes now. It has not been boring. There hadn't been those sit around episodes where nothing goes on. And it's just like, wow, I just spent 66 minutes and nothing happened. There hasn't been those dumb character showcase episodes there's been stuff that's advanced every episode.
4: Well, I uh, you know, I'll catch up this week. I I'll, I'll 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 do it, man. I just I've been dreading it like that that when you know you gotta get that that needle. No, I don't, I don't and
0: it's nothing like that. It it's not it hasn't been dreadful. It hasn't been boring.
4: Okay. Well, you know, so save the shepherd.
0: Good deal.
4: So I'll check it out. All
0: right. Jayce, what do you think?
4: Okay, uh, I I was a
1: little worried when I saw the like the like the previews. I'm like, oh wow, they're going they're probably gonna kill off Rick. You know, have him walking with the herd. And you know, it really would have been like kind of all right uh, as this episode goes. So do do is uh, Rick Grind goes on the show, I go. The, the flashbacks were cool. Uh, I I think uh, like having Shane on there that was real cool. Uh, and Rick very much acknowledging, like, yeah, Judith isn't mine, but I didn't give it. I mean, hey, I I thought that was cool, uh, especially for everybody who had that question lingering in their head. Like Rick is very well aware of that. I thought that was cool, but he still loves his wife's daughter and part of the good part of Shane. Uh and uh, I I like that their interaction was really good. Um, I like I like the callback the the people that brought back. I thought they I was I hope. I was hoping for one more. Uh, I think we, me and Javon talked about it, uh, but I'm not. Since uh, Chief didn't watch it, I'll uh, keep that one off.
0: Chief is okay with spoilers. What's the oh, okay.
1: Well, I, I I wish they would have had Carl, but I guess you know he's got okay. to work on his
0: band. You know, no, might... so I don't what? know if you read my review, and I also read an interview with the showrunner's writer, and they actually were kind of. I was right along the line of where they were going with that. They didn't. Put Carl or Laurie in there because, and and from the start of it, he's like, I have to find my family. And if he had encountered them, it was not going to. He was going to be like, all right, mission accomplished.
1: I found my I can go right. die. And you it. believe that? No, 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 no. Okay, Just, okay. I, I'll say no this. because I, I, when I, I
0: wrote, I didn't even read it. But when I what I wrote in mind was that Carl and Laurie would have been cool to see, but it was more of a thing of. He needed to see what he had done. It was kind of like Rick's Christmas Carol journey. Like, hey, Shane was my pre-Walker life, and this is my buddy, my best friend. We went through Mm. this terrible situation together, and he's dead now. And then Herschel is like the, hey, Rick, you're a better man than than Shane oh, was and you've got to set these people on the right path and people will follow you like they followed me on my farm and you can be the father to more than oh, just your immediate yeah, family.
2: I get all of that but more hold than on, Sasha on, who we never let's had Okay, go ahead, all go, right. ahead. go ahead. Go ahead, Jason.
3: Alright.
1: Okay, thank you for that interlude. Uh,
3: Sorry, Jason.
1: Yeah, you guys are doing a lot more now. It's annoying. Um, so what I, what I was saying is I liked how I, I would have liked to see the flash, bus, but I remember in your review where you was saying like, kind of what the kind of progression of each one of these people he was meeting. It wasn't his strict family. It was what he was trying to build, what and what that was meaning to him. Like, and I, and I was like, okay, that, that made sense. The end point, like, Everybody was kind of, we don't know about what's-her-face, uh, Anne or Jadis, and that was a good way to get, to use her, who was a wild card, to get rid of, to, to have Rick move on. I think that was a really smart move, because um, I, I, I know how J- a lot of times we were all like, I don't care about these damn garbage people, and then it was like, wait a minute, the garbage people, in essence, are how they get rid of Rick. So I thought that was really smart that was a good utilization of both uh, the characters. Then I also, I think one of the best in what does truly bring new life to the walking dead is the flash forward. It adds what this show has been missing so much is questions. It's what, how this, I'm actually excited to see next week because I'm like, and it's not because Rick it's gonna be Rick Grimes' last episode. It's what has happened. Like now I have a point where I don't know everything. I can't I can't fill in every blank. I have to watch to see how those blanks are filled in. And I think that is one of the things this show is desperately needed. It's just because whenever sees season, you're just like, well, there's little gaps and I gotta fill them in. Now we know we got at least two or three years gap that we need them to fill in. And I think that's a great thing. I mean, and the talk of like, you know, having walkers kind of evolving. It's like, wait a minute, we might not have some slow herd, uh, walking dead zombies. We might get some Dawn of the dead zombies, which really, whoa, this, this really could change up things. And I think that is just a great thing for the show. So I, I, like I said, I agreed with your, assessment, Jeff, I think this is a really good thing for Walking Dead, and I think it's going to get some... I don't... I think this could be a point where people who have, ju- who have left could really come back on like, and they're going to walk, check what Rick's last episode out, but then they definitely could come back and be like, okay, let's see what this Walking Dead's about, and I think that's a great thing for it.
0: Okay, Javon, what'd you got?
1: Okay.
2: Um, again, Jason, sorry that that's annoying. Apologies. But honestly, I'm passionate about this show because I'm passionate about very few shows because they got it right the first three seasons, four seasons it was on the air. And like I've always said, this show is one that has buckled under the weight of its own popularity, Um, where certain characters are always safe, and they add characters who are disposable so that they can have the obligatory deaths throughout the course of a season. Um. I don't think that's going to change because for what it's worth, at the end of the episode last week, we got to introduce what five new disposable characters to go along with the other maybe dozen or so disposable characters that already exist. Right. And the point of his vision, Rick's vision quest during his uh, white horse ride through uh, what's left of Alexandria. And don't ask me how they keep finding these country roads in Alexandria, Virginia. But they do. And I understand. Look, I'm not I'm just I'm nitpicking now. So allow me to do that. But the thing of it is I had a pro- I didn't have a problem. with Shane and Herschel's point. Those were beautiful because those were people who meant something to Rick through his journey through this. Right. Sasha, I'm not saying meant nothing to Rick, but he and Sasha never for- fostered the kind of relationship that, let's say, he and Glenn fostered because he watched Glenn get beaten to death in front of his pregnant wife and glenn was the Yo. first person or second person to save him during the apocalypse right
0: okay okay so, for, hold, on, kind of a, hold on hold on because I, I got go you ahead. i'll let you finish this is i'm sorry for
2: pulling out. all right Kanye. let me finish but beyonce is the greatest video of it, all time right
0: so the whole deal with sasha and i'm not sure if i wrote this or i read it after but sasha oh. represented because they they re- represented different parts Glenn,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I know all of us were like, man, where's Glenn? Where's Glenn? But Glenn didn't serve a purpose yeah. in these moments because Glenn got killed. And Sasha, the whole point of what she her deal was, was she was representing the sacrifice, the sacrifice. for the family. I
3: get it. I get it. I get
0: it. But Glenn didn't sacrifice himself, Glenn just got killed.
3: Well, and Jeff, no one else who
1: really represented Glenn that sacrifice. sacrifice as well, because well, he, Glenn, he got was, a sac- a Glenn
2: was a sacrifice of Rick's choice to do what he did. He was a sacrifice. He was a but sacrificial man. Sasha is
0: different. Sa- Sasha is like, I'm going to kill. I'm going to put myself well, in line was, for everybody else. Glenn well, did have a choice.
2: Yeah, okay, but it was still a sacrifice. And maybe Sasha was just contractually available during that time, but we have to think about that. I'm not gi- I'm not letting them give me the explanation that sounds no, good.
0: No, but- I I didn't No, I'm not basing that off of them. I, I I was like, "Hey, I think this is what's going on with this." Sasha was the person who bought into Rick's vision for that great utopia down the road and to make and, sure and, and that and it, it continued, lived. but until it con- to make sure that it continued,
2: she
3: put so herself
0: no, Glenn was just there for the, and if the, if the eeny, meeny, miny, mo had landed on somebody else, they would have been that.
2: But no, what we are saying the, is Sasha bought into the vision more so than Glenn. And it's she kinda what the, was Glenn willing,
0: Glenn. no, 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 I'm saying that she chose to put herself, to kill herself, basically.
2: And it was no a very, a very noble choice, but what I'm saying and what and many people what are saying in the same token. Yeah, I get it. But what many people are saying and what I'm saying as well is that someone who means more to the story and means more to Rick than Sasha, because although her sacrifice was noble, we never saw them foster the kind of relationship to where if I'm dying, you're one of the last. You're the one of the faces I see during my quest. And I get it. You can spin that multiple ways. But as a nod to Glenn should have been a more appropriate choice to me. A more appropriate choice too many that's all we're saying in that and i know they're going to spin it the way they are they're going to spin it how they can they, they have to they have to but i'm not willing to accept that as just the answer because there's probably something else at foot maybe steven yun was committed to another project and couldn't do it at the moment maybe we don't know right
3: so well, maybe there's that.
2: later maybe and no, that's, that's another that. maybe okay. yeah that's all another right, maybe so but that's it. a problem we have you know um there's that there's the fact that okay, Jada's and the mysterious helicopter people that you've been in communication with, if there's such an emphasis on A's and B's and whether or not she had an A or B was irrelevant to just having a warm or semi-warm body to collect, then what was though, the whole point of of the A or B discussion or, 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 or requirement? Do we even need it? We never clarified that. Another thing we never clarified was our massive Mexican standoff in the middle of the woods the week before yeah who made it out who didn't make it a bunch of randoms that rick stumbled across when he came to that site right so uh, once again we got one of these mysterious moments of peril where nothing really materializes from that just some random people died you don't need to care about them same thing happened remember two or three seasons ago when they uh had the season opener when rick was stuck in that rv when they went to clear the walkers at the quarry. And, and and we didn't know how Rick was going to make it out of this one, but next week he just comes running down the street like everything's fine. They don't explain certain things. They just leave it to you. Okay, well, that, that sorted itself out. Don't worry about that. Those are the issues that I have. And it's like, look, if you're going to introduce these moments of peril, don't make them afterthoughts once you jump to the next story. That makes for shit storytelling in my book in a book of a lot of people who who look at it that way. And you can't please everybody, but these are the type of things that kind of round out a story and make a story better when instead of introducing a scenario just for the moment or, or, or just for the sake of that episode and you never go back to it again, and it's not like one of these things where we can afford to just bypass it. This was an integral part. How the hell did he make it out of that RV? Or who, how did Daryl and, 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 and Carol, who had guns pointed at their heads, make it out of that shootout? How did that happen? We want to know. So when you gloss over it, you really kind of insult us a little bit. And that's been my problem with the show through these last four to five seasons, is that they've kind of insulted us in those regards and just made us say, well, use your suspense of of disbelief. Just go with what we're doing here. And it's like, okay, but you make it hard to go with what you're doing when you've presented more questions than
3: answers.
2: That's what I got.
0: Okay. So... I hear what you're saying on the like the RV and and the thing from last uh, the standoff, but I also kind of feel like with Rick we've seen him do crazy stuff all the time, and I I guess for that when I was like all right Rick just did something crazy because he's done it so many other times where he just like right, this is my plan I'm gonna do it and these walkers are stupid I can walk over and run over them or something and I can piece that together because we've seen him do enough of that. The standoff from last week, yeah, that's a good point. We didn't see what happened with them. But I mean, I didn't necessarily think Carol or Daryl are gonna get killed by those 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 saviors.
2: But you see why? Because they've painted that's the safety that's the safety net. You didn't even think for a second that anything bad could happen to them. That's what I'm saying, Jeff. And that's why there's weak points to this show. And although it's gotten Yeah, of course. That's a weak point. That's a weak point. Of course, of course, but those are the weak points that stand out broader than the strong points of the last what three episodes, four episodes or so They still that, linger, they really still linger. And okay. I'm gonna tell you and, and I'm gonna tell you I've got another point for that little ass kick out there in the woods this isn't a 15-year-old Judith Grimes who's like, let's say, uh, uh, Enid's age when she first got introduced, where well, I could believe her out there all alone with her katana, her little katana blade and using Rick's hand cannon. She's like eight years old. <laughs> She's been trained by Michonne.
0: She's a baby ninja. I'm okay, i would more willing to know, go along with her. With
2: the Navy SEAL. I didn't know she was a Navy SEAL. But you I mean, know that
0: was going to make sure that Judith was not going to be chumped out and not be able to defend herself. Of
2: course. But see, here's the thing about that also. We've seen grown men get overpowered by walkers in this universe in this but show. She
0: wasn't. she wasn't she was at a distance.
2: Yeah, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is this. We've seen adults, full grown men, get overpowered by walkers out there on their own. But Dude. yet... It's free to let this eight-year-old girl roam free. So he, come on. It's like, come on. What Seriously. Let, I think let's, that's more a of an odd
0: to the comic book because that's how old Carl is, I think, still at this phase in the comic where he's like her age. You know, because of real life, our Carl grew up and we see him like, hey, you're the same height as Michonne and Rick now. But in the comic, mm-hmm. he's still a little kid. He's still a kid.
2: But they wouldn't let Carl out there on his own like that. Yeah. Carl was own. jumping
0: around and doing whatever.
2: Yeah, later on, not at that stage, not at that age. And no matter how you try to explain it away, that's still a little girl out there. Nobody I, was with her. I, I mean, these are the little her. things. These are the little things. Hey, Sophia went out by herself. Sophia went out by herself and got killed.
1: <laughs> well, she did have a gun. Well, we don't. We don't know if. If somebody's like a hundred feet away.
2: We don't. You're right about that. We don't. But I would I would assume that you wouldn't let him or let her be that far away from you. I would but, assume but that,
1: okay. But that's just giving you the anticipation, like if you didn't know that, you wouldn't know that there was a flash forward. You ha you yeah, just barely
2: Jace's convenience for it's convenient storytelling. I get it. But it doesn't make total sense because for what it's worth, we've seen different instances where you wouldn't let anybody who could handle their self out there alone like that. That privilege is dedicated to Rick, the the Carols, the, the Daryls, the, the the warriors of this thing, right? Okay. Child Child had two girl. years
1: to be a warrior. Okay, so at that point. Little girl. No, no, no. The thing is at that point you know something's changed. Like it's not it's not convenient sh- storytelling. It's literally like, oh, there's something changed. Like remember there was a point where um, Morgan and all of them were like training people to yeah. like, hey, here's what you gotta deal with in the world. Like
2: Yeah, and they uh, still died. They still died. A lot of them still died. Here's the thing about you that. Don't a little girl? No, no, no. Listen to what I'm saying. This is a child. A little child, where in this universe you can be a full-grown adult who has experience out there and still get killed. You know the dangers of what's going on. You can't gloss it over with her wearing Carl's hat and holding her daddy's gun, like I'm jewish Grimes. Okay, still,
4: like tall. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, where's okay. your adult?
1: Where's your okay. adult? I'm. I'm. I guess I'm actually not understanding. It's like in this world where. Everybody, no matter age, can be killed. Yeah. You should say, hey, well, hey, if you're a kid, you shouldn't be just hiding under somebody's skirt. You better know how to actually kill these dang things that can jump on you and do all this other stuff. Of that's course. That's what happened to Sophia. The, of course. See,
3: that's not what I'm me, saying. But what this. I'm
1: saying is so, where's the person who was with her? Is she
2: out there by herself? And if so, is she some kind of cyborg now? because okay. for what it's worth I, I seriously doubt michonne would let her out there on her own after she lost rick the way she lost him i, I it that that's just keep why watches, keep
0: watching It's just keep
2: not watching. good. come on now it's just not good thought process to let this little girl out there on her own like that. that that was a teaser man we we gotta wait to see how it plays out
1: we gotta wait to see how it plays out but it's like, 100 percent right? logic on a show where zombies if logic was if logic was 100 percent the zombies would have been dead the first winter.
2: like jason i know what you're saying but this is what i'm saying to that token this is a little girl out there on her own with a hand cannon i mean come on man nobody nobody said oh, i'm gonna go with judith Nobody. She's just
0: out there on her own, kicking ass. We need we need to give it, I mean, what we see her for five minutes? We need to see how Judith interacts. And I if Michonne trusts five her minutes. to do her thing, in less than five minutes. So let's see how this dynamic plays out. If Michonne never lets her out of her sight, then oh, that totally. was a mistake. Oh,
3: totally. But if, if, is if
0: Judith goes out and does scouting things on her own because Michonne knows she can handle herself better than these other little kids, then oh you no know, totally that's but
4: let's say
2: totally but that's all i'm saying guys set that up set it up because for what it's worth but you can't, set up, you can't set
0: up that teaser of the fast forward before the big revelation i mean it's like hey all this right. is judith so all maybe right. in these next few episodes we'll see that
2: Okay, but at least make her be at least 14, 15 years old, so it's a little be- believable. At least put me in the moment where I could believe that. I'm not going to believe that this 8-year-old girl is out here popping walkers As from a based
3: off market. the comic. All
2: right, since we're basing everything off the comic now, okay.
0: But, I mean, that's what the comic is. The whole deal with with Carl was that he was this little kid running around with a gun right next to the Yeah, but, but we body. haven't based much off...
2: Okay, but we haven't based things like that off the comic. We've but taken a This of
0: is a new showrunner, and I think she is like, look, I'm gonna take this sucker back to the source material. So that's why we saw Aaron lose his hand. That's why we've got a new Carl stand in, because they're gonna be great. her version of Carl and Rick.
2: That's great, but that that's great, but like I said, that still doesn't explain away the, the fact that little Judith is out there on her own, kicking ass, popping walkers. It's like, look. I know you're gonna try to explain this away, but this is a little kid out there. We I, take, I, I, we take,
3: we take more care We happens. take
2: more care with full grown adults than we do with having little Judith out there on her own. That's just I was like, God damn, really? She's out here by herself? That's all I'm saying? That's all. It's not a, it's not a comic thing. That's that's reality. That's that a is reality.
0: Carl does that all the time.
2: In the comic, Carl does that all the time, but this is the show. We've taken a lot of liberties from that from the, in the show in, in itself.
0: right? Where Carl wouldn't go out the there by, himself, out there by
2: himself until he was old enough to do so. That's what I'm saying. Carl went I'm out saying.
0: when Rick was in that fever haze when he had to go
1: he, find you supplies you for him. Do
2: you let Rick would have let Carl go out on his own? Then No, because he thought maybe he was had a
3: flu. We'll find so maybe out. so.
2: Maybe so, but it's still like really why? I mean, you, that's something. This is what I'm saying. You can't just wash that away with saying all oh, trying to I it. said
0: let's wait. Let's give them some time to see what happens.
2: We'll give them that's time. Right. Let's see how they explain that. Well, they won't probably because they'll just fast forward another three years.
0: It's You're
3: hilarious, dude. <laughs> all <laughs> right, real. Uh, all
0: right, so we've got a couple movies coming out. We got a bunch of stuff, but um. You know, Netflix is is getting its Christmas movie season underway. And, fellas, I watched The Holiday Calendar last night. This featured Cat Graham and a guy I knew had to be Albie Shore's son the moment I saw him on camera. I am scared and nervous that I'm now living in a world where Albie Shore's son is starring in Netflix movies. But he is. And he is just as good an actor as his daddy. So, um, this one...
1: It's
0: one of those, you know how, like, I feel like trashing Christmas movies is an exercise in futility. Because there's supposed to be a certain level of cheesiness, corniness, everything needs to literally get wrapped up nice and tight with a bow by the end of it this one it was so lazy like she gets a advent calendar from her grandfather who is played by ron Suffis jones our boy from luke cage and every day this magic calendar opens up at midnight and she gets something like a wreath a christmas tree or a snowman and she immediately attributes it to something that happens in her life that, or that day and for some reason she thinks it's magic but i'm like clearly the thing is on a timer why don't you just change the timer if you want to open up and see everything but anyway she she decides it's magic and she opens it up and gets things every day and then she starts falling for this guy because the movie is only like 95 minutes they have to break them up quickly and get her back with albie shore's son uh quincy brown named after his godfather quincy jones here's another thing that's of interest Quincy Brown, Albie Shore's son, was raised by Puffy and Kim, Kim, uh, Kim Porter. So very interesting. Anyhow, so this movie was not interesting and it was a bad Netflix Christmas movie. Have you guys seen a recent Christmas movie that you enjoyed? Chief, I haven't heard from you in a second. What do you got? A recent
4: Christmas movie. No, I can't even think of a recent Christmas movie. I mean, I've watched. I remember the last Christmas movie. I think I watched it was with uh, Danny Glover and that the, the black, you know, the Black Family Christmas movie. Um, oh. Uh, I can't even think of the name of it. This Christmas, no, no, this Christmas is good.
0: No, I know which one you're talking about. I just watched that too. I trying to remember uh, Monique? that though. Yes, I know exactly. Carrie yeah, Wilson was in it.
4: Yeah yes yes carrie yes. hilton was yes. yes
0: sir, she was yes <laughs> ah, she, uh, she absolutely was. I,
4: I don't remember the name of it i'm um, looking it up right but now that, that's the,
3: that's uh, the last christmas. christmas
4: movie i think i almost christmas yeah so um almost christmas i'm not saying that i i i it, it was watchable yeah. um yeah. and <laughs> um So, you know, um, but I don't, you know, uh, Christmas movies, man, I, I'm not really a feel good Christmas guy, you know, um, and, 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 and I can, like the last Christmas movie, like you said, a recent one, but the, like, like, I think the, 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 a Christmas movie that could probably watch all the time besides the Christmas story, uh, like like a grown you know for the grown ups maybe love actually, um, but I don't know some of you know Christmas movies they I don't I don't know, uh they're kind of cheesy to to a degree uh, and they're all kind of the same you know families get together there's a problem uh, they work it out everybody <laughs> has you know everybody settles down to Christmas yeah uh, yeah that's 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 the uh that's the MO there. You know what I mean? So, uh, is is there a Christmas movie coming out?
3: Well,
0: the deal with Netflix and Hallmark is they will, they're going to unleash an onslaught of new Christmas movies between oh, no. now and pretty much Christmas. And, Netflix has some ones that I, I would love you guys to watch so we can talk about them. Uh and break them down and, and decide which one is the superior Christmas film. I think that would be make for an interesting and fun episode on this podcast. Um but they're gonna keep rolling them out. And so yeah, it it's not like these are gonna be in theaters but more on, on the small screen. Hmm. So Jace, how
2: about you?
3: Uh,
1: I, I'm, I'm, I cannot name a Christmas movie that I really liked, but there, 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 there's, there comes a reason for some of that is like, you know how, like on, on, in our house, like, well, we might be here like having like Sunday breakfast and especially during the holidays, we'll just have a hallmark. I mean, a lot of times, especially when football becomes unbearable, uh, our teams are all out of the playoffs and we'll just let a holiday movie go and they they are kind of like they do have the generic cheesiness to them everything will work out but it's it's kind of there's nothing wrong with that it's it's kind of you don't want to be depressed you don't want to go to the watch the hallmark. Murder mystery on Christmas, you're like, you know what? I just want to actually feel good. It's kind of the enjoyment of the Christmas season, not the holiday season. uh yeah, there's my non p c uh so i i mean i i just I mean I don't think I've seen any that are completely unwashable because i mean you, you can the good thing about Christmas movies you can tell by the just the description like this is probably too stupid to watch. And as long as it isn't there, you're pretty, you're okay. Like, if you, when Netflix releases their real string of Christmas movies, I think most people will just be like, hey, go to Next. Yeah, it's okay. Let's get, let's keep it going. And, and I think that's what, I, yeah, I, I don't know of any new ones that I really have liked. I, I know, I think this Christmas was probably the one with uh, Chris Brown was the one, the last one I really liked. Uh, actually, I own that one. But I think the rest of them are kind of just like, "Hey, just put them on. I'll watch it." I mean, and 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 I'm okay with that.
0: All right, Javon, how about you?
2: Uh, the last Christmas movies that I enjoyed, God, were, damn. <laughs> I, I I really can't say this Christmas was I. Right. It's all right, you know, it's just. And what was it? Office Christmas party. I really tried to like that, but it was dumb and it wasn't funny.
3: Dude, it really
0: should have been better. Cause I feel like it
2: really should have been better.
0: Like that's one where I've looked at the Best Buy um, Black Friday preview, and it's gonna be on sale for five bucks. I'm like,
2: you're not gonna buy it. You're
0: not gonna it buy it. I'm like, like man. No, I'm not even like.
3: I feel like five dollars <laughs>
1: is still too much. <laughs> funny thing is it was probably it's probably too much because we saw it and you're just like with this yeah. cast, like, the dude yeah the, man. the main son that dude is hilarious like oh, I, man.
3: Man. he's I mean, funny uh,
1: but overall J- jason
2: you know come on you, how do you feel about it you know that movie ain't funny
1: no i mean we, we It's watched not good enough and it was just like All oh right. there's some parts i'm a lot la- i laughed at but it was just like with that cast i'm thinking this should be once we hit the christmas party thing yeah. yeah, it should be right. off the chain. Once we yeah. get to
0: the title of this movie, it should be really. It, it should good. be nuts. It should be
2: yeah. nuts. But like, you, hey. you're left feeling kind of, you're like, uh, oh, okay, it, huh? like, okay, yeah.
3: Christian, what's what's
2: it, my man? Is that Courtney Christian B. Vance?
3: Yeah. Was Christian yeah. Wiig in
2: that one? No, nah, that was uh, what's That's her funny. name?
1: McKenna.
2: Yeah, Olivia
0: Munn.
2: Olivia Munn and what's my girl? Kristen Kate McKinnon.
1: Right, Kate McKenna. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Kate McKinnon was hilarious in that. But yeah, well, Jace, it's,
2: it seems like they she was playing a subdued role, but mm-hmm. I felt like they should have focused more on her. Like, even though she was playing a tightly wound character, they should have focused on her doing some kind of weird drug or getting drunk and lunching out. To me, that's what should have happened. But instead, it's like they focus on Courtney B. Vance, and we never got, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. I just was left feeling cold about that movie. That was like one of the last christmas movies that i watched that i wanted to be good and i was like okay this just left me cold i honestly the last christmas movies that came out that i actually enjoyed were (laughs) scrooge home alone (laughs) and we talk about nearly 30 years 30 years for scrooge yeah i am because there hasn't been anything that good since really it was the best i I
0: watched Yeah, I watch this Christmas on rotation every Christmas. I like that one, and it's nice to see black, you know, black family be the focus, and it's no coonery. It's just funny, and yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Almost Christmas is good enough. I mean, it gets the job done, but this it's Christmas right. I always watch. It's fine. every right. year. Every you know, good stuff, and that cast is crazy. Like <laughs> there is no weak link on that cast. I got Idris Elba, uh. She's Loretta Devine.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it is.
3: It's it's, Delroy it's
2: Lindo wild. too, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's 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 good. You know, it's 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 decent. It's just it's it's just high to me though. I I don't hey, man, know, I'm man. Not I, I, you.
0: And I also no, don't Love try. Actually.
2: Don't try. I know you're not convincing me. It's just for my own personal preference. I, I like trading places. That's a Christmas movie to me. Yeah, and Die yeah. Hard. Yeah, and Die Hard. Die Hard is one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time, even though nobody regards it as a Christmas movie. I do. You I know, Die Hard, Scrooge. Christmas. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: Right. All right. Scrooge, well, National
2: Lampoons, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So because we did not get this in earlier, I wanted to 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 take ten minutes, if that, talking about what's going on in the world of sports, because we talk about everything else and then we always have sports stuff that we like to talk about. I'm gonna go first. Um, I'm looking forward to Monday night. My 49ers are <laughs> night to New York.
2: <laughs> the Toilet Bowl.
0: Hey, no man, that was that was last Thursday. We were playing yeah, the one right. one six Raiders and right. destroyed right. them. So I'm feeling pretty confident, pretty good about I my got a, team. I
2: got a question for y'all about that, but I'm sorry. We got
0: me. our third string quarterback in there who's going to be taking on the vaunted Giants defense and Eli Manning. Uh, Monday night prime time, so the whole world will be watching for those who are at least invested in the Giants and the Forty ers Chief, what do you think about this game, man?
4: Sí, señor. Hola, <laughs> papito. Longino went to went to the store. I am I am Poppy.
2: ¿Cómo está? Muy bien. bien
4: Because uh, let me be honest, man, uh, I don't want to talk sports. <laughs> Come on Chief. Don't, don't be want, that way. I I don't want listen, listen, listen. I'm not Jeez, gonna deal with you. All right. You know I'm the uh, You not, know I'm instigator. Come on, man. Come listen, on, listen, man. man. Um, the call's good. The guys are having the Claw's a, good. a horrible season, man. And, and and you know, I'm glad Jeff is happy and he's he's smiling and the San Francisco forty ers uh even though they're they're having a toilet season, he can uh
3: oh, yeah. take time
4: to laugh at my team. Um Who's having an even worse season, and I don't know oh, no. what this vaunted Giants defense he's talking about. Uh, but you know what, Jeff? Good luck to you in the contest. You know, actually, I don't mind if you win. I, I'm I'm looking for that number one pick anyway. Um, I'm hoping the Giants uh, go ahead and uh, wrap up that uh, that number one hey, pick out. That hey, Nick, uh, that Nick Bosa. Y'all you know
0: you know f- y'all don't, y'all don't need a defense to do. Y'all need somebody to
2: throw the ball or you know an offensive
3: lineman. Listen,
2: you, know, you, you know what's Man. funny about that whole thing? They fired what – was, what was, what's my man's name? The Giants coach last year that they fired. What's his okay. name, Chief?
4: McAdoo.
2: McAdoo. Yeah. And they, McAdoo. Fired, they fired Ben McAdoo in a GM for doing – for trying to do basically what they're going to end up having to do anyway in this offseason.
4: Well, the way you they went about it, they I mean, got them fired. Okay, Jeff. You, you, you um, they were. The, I think they went about it wrong. They did, um, they as, did. Far as um, and then if you were going to bench him,
3: should have been um, earlier.
4: Well, not only that, but you should have put the, the 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 rookie in. If you benched him and then put in uh, what's the black guy's name?
2: Geno Smith.
4: Geno <laughs> Smith. Smith. Yeah. You put in. You put in Geno Smith instead of... So you weren't benching him to try out new talent. We already knew him. we had Geno
3: Smith.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right. You weren't, you weren't benching him for the future. You 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 benched him for... Uh, the garbage the salad. Reject. Right. Yeah, so, garbage salad. Um, For the Jets reject. And, and, you know, Geno, if you ever listen, I'm not saying you're garbage. I'm just saying that the Jets rejected you. You came to the Giants. If you were going to... Uh. Uh, if they were going to do something, they should have put in uh web they should have put in web i, I don't yeah, understand why yeah. they didn't so on and so forth that's what happened but uh with the giants are in in year they're in year one or year zero of of, of a two to three year rebuild mm-hmm. i mean they have to come across they've got to build the offensive line they've got to build the linebackers they've got to build some corners um until that is done and then they've gotta get a, a quarterback. And I'm not saying they've got to draft one. I think what the Giants will end up doing next year is drafting Nick Bosa and then we'll pick up a mobile quarterback on the free agent market. Just somebody to get us through. Uh because you no know, uh, one who's
0: gone to a Super Bowl who's still available.
4: Who? Oh, oh Cabernet. What who? Oh Cab Who? Know.
2: Who you you no, Derek Anderson did the job before Kaepernick. He was better.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, I remember when, when Derek Anderson had his team almost about
1: to win the Super Bowl. I remember that. Yikes, I remember well, that honestly,
2: too. If, yeah.
1: If you had a chance, if you had a chance to get Kaepernick or Josh Mcnown or Jay Cutler, you go with well, what guys. the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Jeff George. Jeff George. You mean you got
2: options? <laughs> uh yeah
3: wow.
0: And hey, did y'all happen to watch that thrashing on Thursday night where the Steelers leased up the Panthers?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, All right. Did y'all yeah.
0: see Eric Reed on uh, on the no means no yeah. With
3: Roethlisberger?
0: Yeah. Was that? Hey, a, we're, 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 a penalty? We're,
3: we're, no, a it was penalty. Man. It wasn't.
0: i like it wasn't. Roethlisberger slid point two seconds before Reed came at
2: him. What is Reed Dang. supposed to do? And he didn't target him at the helmet he, he tried sure, to make I mean, a football play he tried to right. make a football play jeff we talked about this before when we talked about this with the nba i can't watch the nba and I'm, I'm not segwaying but i'm just saying this because it's a layup drill now right
3: oh yeah
2: with with, with the nfl like w- remember a uh, few sundays ago when my man from the chiefs the young linebacker went to sack brady but he he relented oh,
3: he pulled up because, because
0: he didn't want to get penalty yeah. Boundsworth is like, "Oh, the goat made someone miss." Oh, so like, he No, didn't. dude, he didn't. The dude had him and was like, "Well, I'm not trying to cost the team a penalty Thank
1: or you. possibly
0: get ejected because it is bogus refereeing." Thank well,
1: you. I mean, I mean, here's the thing on that on that play, Jeff. It's like if he, the only way to tackle him based on the speed he was was to throw him down, and if he gets that, it's a first and goal at the one yard line. So it's like, okay, maybe I don't do that, and I have to let him go. Oh, wait, he slides in. Oh, well. It's like, what do you – what do you – like, what was it? The Clay Matthews hit on uh, – who was it? Gosh. Yeah, Clay Matthews had two of them in the beginning of the season. You're just like – Oh, oh right. um was one, was
2: one Matt – not Matt Ryan. What's his name, Jay? Jay. One
1: was on uh, Kirk Cousins,
2: and, Kirk. One, and the other one was on uh, – Stafford, Kirk Stafford.
1: Cousins and now the, the other one on the Redskins. Oh, so and it was I'm on. It was on Stafford. Was one. Huh? Well, there was one on
2: Stafford too, because he had Stafford dead to rights, but he had to relent, which honestly led to somebody else getting him. But because of the new rules, he had Stafford dead to rights, and he had to he had to basically try to grab at him instead of laying him, you know, basically planting him like a seed. Yeah,
3: I
1: mean, so
2: they took away like- a set, sa- a real sack
1: i i think going a couple of years ago like we were watching this uh game with the it was the niners when they were good against the saints and i think it was Alvin
3: yeah.
1: smith basically because no, it, it my brooks all right
2: my brooks
0: yeah that, that stupid penalty cost us the nfc championship a, yeah that was that win would have given us home field advantage over Seattle, and, and that was the only game. So we had to go on the road against uh, the Packers and Carolina and yep. Seattle. And the only reason we didn't beat Seattle was because we had to go up there, and the refs were on the freaking take. Dude, Je-
2: Jeff, no, they weren't Ooh. on the take. They were they were being paid <laughs> well. <laughs> that was an embarrassment. That was an embarrassment. Oh God! I'm like like there's serious. so many things. No, oh no,
0: because no, no. I I I lose my mind talking about that game because I would have thrown so much stuff at the TV if I was at home. You know my home. what that
2: reminded me of? You know what that reminded me of? It reminded me of Game Six, the Kings versus the Lakers.
0: I don't know what you're Tim talking about. I don't know what you're talking
2: okay. about. Okay, yeah, miss. Miss.
3: Uh, but, yeah. but but I mean, here's
1: here's the thing: is like the NFL. Huh? Anybody who really likes like. We're not the oldest people in the world, but we appreciated defenses. We didn't like the 69 games, but we don't – the 30 to 9th needed to be – I mean, like the 30s and 35s, 27s used to be rarities that you really were intrigued and you really appreciated half. And those used to have to be the really good offensive teams. Those would have to be Mm -hmm. the Saints versus a Tom Brady team. Those were the only games you got like that. You didn't get – carolina versus pittsburgh jason like, i mean it's, it, it's just like you, you see in stuff like that it's just like so i can't let this dude who runs a 4-2 i just have to let him get a track start and go and then Jayce. when he, if he jumps in the air i can't have any contact until it comes down with the ball right,
3: right.
2: It's gonna work out perfect jason Jace, you remember defensive superstars? Remember that? I'm sorry, what?
1: (laughs) I mean, mean, you think about even like Deion Sanders, who was not a... He he
2: wouldn't exist in this
1: league. He's still, I mean, he's like as fast as he is. In this NFL, I think he'd be like, what the hell do you want me to do? I can't play a returns
2: guy. He'd be a returns guy. He'd be a special teams
1: guy. and, And as I said, like, I always say, Richard Sherman would have been great in the early '90s football because he actually could play defense like they did. He he held him, did him, did everything. Oh, yeah. But now it's like Oh, you gotta let him run unimpeded five yards. He's faster than me. Why am mm-hmm. I gonna let him have an advantage? For
3: our mm-hmm. ratings, <laughs> dude. dude
2: we, we you think the NFL's the end? What the NFL has done now to defense. Is pale in comparison to what the NBA has done to defense.
1: Yeah, I was I was gonna say if we run segue, man, it was funny.
2: Ooh, you was can't funny. watch
0: Pistons videos and not appreciate their style of defense, and then think of how they would fit in today's, Je- today's NBA. Jeff,
2: they couldn't play in today's NBA. Jeff, they uh, wouldn't a be able player,
0: to have play. They'd be all suspended. Jeff.
2: Jeff. Jeff, somebody like Ben Wallace couldn't play in today's NBA. Sean Marion couldn't play in today's NBA. They wouldn't be. Ron Test couldn't play in today's NBA. Seriously? What about yo? Metal World Peace? <laughs> Metal no. World Peace?
1: You mean Ron? You mean Ron Ron? <laughs> no, honestly. You know thing, I was literally at the gym, uh, was it like Wednesday? And there was a guy. He was like right in the, in the Duke. Like he was, you know, he had the ball. He was right in the dude's face playing defense. And it was ball? just like.
3: Huh? Did the dude call ball? <laughs>
1: no, because it's like you don't play. Even playground ball is ref better than current NBA. It's like, hey, you, you got to give him space to dribble. Why? So he can't Why? score. My job Why? is to make sure he doesn't score. It isn't to make him put up a shot and see if he misses. My job is to stop him from scoring. It's I'm going to make it so he can't get a lane to dribble the ball. I'm going to make it so he can't get around me. That is what my whole point is like, but today's NBA game is now refereed like the all-star game, which I don't know if you guys watched any of the last five. It's been atrocious. Oh, no.
2: Jace, (sighs) do you remember about now 18 years ago, we were down at the rack, not the rack. What do you call it? The River Terrace playground there, the, Mm -hmm. the playground that nobody uses anymore. Yeah. And we were playing basketball against these guys, right? You remember that? Yep. And the guy kept calling, ball on you. He was acting like he was getting mad. <laughs> and I was like, do something. Do something. Right? <laughs> you remember that?
4: You know why he got...
2: Dude, it, it was because these are... He was a young kid, but he this kid's probably like 33 now, 32 now. It did. They were the start of it, dude. Indoor gym basketball players who don't remember what it was like. Like, when we were coming up, you had to play with the old heads in order to be able to play. So that means you had to be tough. You had to be
3: tough. Because
2: defense was being played. These kids... Don't want nobody to touch them like I was talking to somebody at work, man And he's a big Golden State fan and I was like no dude, don't talk me to death about Golden State number one And don't talk me to death about Steph Curry. I like Steph Curry, but Mm -hmm. he's a product of today's NBA because 20 years ago 30 years ago He'd been his dad
1: He'd be his dad And listen, I mean the thing is stuff Is
2: Limitless, but so is his father's
1: but but the truth is he wouldn't have got some of those shots because not at all. These guys would have moved through those screens like get out of my way. Uh, they're they're going to the basket like these these guys do now is just like nah. I mean like Allen Iverson went to the basket because he was tough. Mm-hmm. These guys go to the basket because they're quick. You and know.
2: Just, yeah. Like do guys I'm like AI them. Kevin Johnson expected mm-hmm. to be put on their ass when they went to the rim because. Not for nothing, I'm, I'm five eleven, 5'11", six 6'1". I'm not going to have an easy route to the cup. Somebody's going to hit me and I'm going to be sent into the... I'm, I'm going to be sent into the camera, the photographers, right? But I go hard. This is what I do. Like, I'll never forget watching AI take an elbow from Shaq in the finals. Watch his tooth... His tooth came out. What did he do? He he picked up his tooth and put it in his sock and sucked the blood till the next time out, which was about four minutes later because he didn't want to come out of the game, right? That's a toughness that's not bred in no AAU gym. That's bred on the playground.
3: This is, but, this is and, what is
2: missing.
1: Well, I mean, like, and I, I think there's the participation, and this is this is us now being old. The participation yeah. trophies of the world. I mean, <laughs> these guys don't have to play like they don't have to really excel. Like, and this is this is where us older folks get on LeBron James. Like, we think that dude. If, if you can't see, he's one of the most talented basketball players ever. You're missing something. Oh, we get, but we get on him is he Jordan had if. Jordan had that opportunity. Like after the Pistons were beating the hell out of him, he decided, mm-hmm. you know what? I don't need all this. I'm gonna go play with Magic Johnson. Right. Have thought he was the biggest sucker in the world. Hey, did, did,
2: did Jordan's trajectory would have looked a lot different, right? Yeah, we right would,
1: not, he would say, yeah, he's good, but whatever.
2: Yeah, he dope, but he a sucker. Yeah, I and mean, this, and you know what, what I hate know. about it? The way people hide behind. Oh, he's a free agent. He had the right to do whatever he wanted to do. Nobody's taking that away from Kevin Durant. Nobody's taking that away from insert player here, right? Yeah. Nobody's taking that away from, him. yes, he's a free agent. He had the right Mark to say whatever he wanted to do. Thank you. Yep. And the list goes on, right, Jace? But the mm-hmm. thing is, we come from an era where in order to establish yourself as one of the kings, you had to take on the role of being the king. I have to go out here and lead. And I'm not going to take on the mentality of if I can't beat him, join him, because I want to beat him. I want to beat him. And then I'm going to tell you something else about KD. And I'm going to stand on my soapbox for this one. So bear with me. y'all know how I am. But the thing about it is this. This is Stephen A talking right now. (laughs) No, what it is, KD tried to defend himself and his decision that whole first year in Golden State. By, by being de- super defensive about whenever he was asked about it, saying, well, such and such, and such, I got, I'm a free agent. There's no loyalty in the NBA, blah, 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 blah. And then he had to create an account to troll his former team and teammates about his new success with his new team, right? The thing is, you do all of that when you know you a sucker at your core. Because if I stood on my own as a man, look here, I, I look, you can blame Russell Westbrook all you want, but Kevin Durant was out there too, losing them games that they had Golden State up three one. He he was there losing them games too to let them come back and beat them. Was, was,
3: he had He's the ability. To say,
1: Russell, don't take another shot.
2: Jace, you called I it. I mean,
1: there is nothing. There's it's like and is we we grown up we we argue with our friends. Mm-hmm. We don't have any problem saying, "Hey, you're wrong. You're mm-hmm. doing too much." And if you, we got to come and blow for five seconds on it, well, that's what just has to happen.
3: We're hey. not gonna,
1: it's You get over it. You get mad at each other. All right, we're done, right? Okay, yeah. okay. Was I wrong? But you, yeah, I
2: was wrong. But you, okay. you know what always happens? You was right. I'll tell you later on when ain't nobody around. I'll tell you you was right. But I know you was right. You know what I mean? You done that? Hey, you was right. I, I'm being a dickhead right now. But, you know, you, you you was right. At the end of the day, you was right.
1: Like, and you, that's how you
4: established
1: the it. Do that. It's like, there should have been I mean, a coach, Scott, for all of Scott Brooks, is like, hey, Russell, <laughs> you put up another shot, you ain't playing in game seven. Like, mm-hmm. unless you were wide open to basket.
3: Hey, Don't that's
1: why. What... You are not going to be outduel Steph Curry when he's hot. You were hey. cold, stop it. Like, one on one, we that's... do what we need to.
2: That's why Scott Brooks is coaching a terrible Wizards team right exactly.
3: now.
1: <laughs> All right, fellas,
2: Let, let's wind this bad
0: boy down. Any contenders to go after the champ?
3: Oh, oh. Wow.
0: Mm. Chief, you got anybody?
4: Uh, the champ this week. Uh, I think it's going to be your illustrious, your illustrious number forty-five, man. Mm. Um, I don't know. Was he the champ last week? I don't know. He's he's the champ all the early and often. Um, Kanye is mm-hmm. the champ. Okay. Kanye is running. Okay, Kanye is the champ, yeah. Uh this week, um <laughs> uh I'm trying like there's so much he did. There was the the, <laughs> the reporter thing. Yeah. Uh there was the uh the 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 vote. I mean, this dude is already, you don't even know what happened. You're already telling the American people uh, <laughs> that, you know, you know um, there's the Michelle Obama thing. Yeah. Uh, um, there's even the wildfire response. You know what yeah. I mean?
2: Chief, take your pick. Like, he's
4: not even, he's like, uh, yeah, y'all better do something about the fires or you're not getting government funding.
3: <laughs> well, let's that's, go yell at the
1: fire real quick.
3: Wait a minute yeah, that's,
1: that's, you said who that didn't happen, did it?
3: yeah, it
4: did yeah yeah man you said he said we give billions to the to the to the uh, to the forest department or whoever parks department he said, i'm gonna cut that funding if you don't stop these fires. <laughs> Okay, so, God, I'm gonna um, need you to calm these fires down. Yeah, uh, you know, or hey, hey, uh, reckless campers, you know, I <laughs> this, uh, yeah, this guy, man, um, he's 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 good at what he does, man. He's he's, he, uh, it's it, it's amazing to me. And and the funny part is like. I, I'm not in a, uh, you know, when, when I get on people, whatever, whatever, it's not for me, I'm not against, like, I can sit down with a Republican and like some of their policies, you know what I mean? And even I say about 45, I'll say I don't disagree with all of those policies. Just mm-hmm. like um, I didn't agree with all of Obama's policies.
2: Dig it, dig
4: it. But, 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 the thing about this dude is this: the way he carries himself,
3: mm-hmm.
4: like he carries himself like a like a clown, like yeah. he's a clown dude in the most uh, quote unquote prestigious position a U.S. official can have. Like, like this clown represents us to to the world. You know what I mean? Um it's it's and and when people see him, they see the US. It's almost like uh, when I used to go to customers' houses and um they didn't see uh you know, they I, I represented my company. I had nothing to do with whatever problem you were experienced, but when you were mad at the company, you I I came to the door, you were mad at me. And and that's how people kind of see, you know, this fool here. So and I don't understand how someone so just so wrong with everything. Like there's no, you know, in a, in, in a, in a world where people lose their jobs for almost any and everything, how the guy with the top job in the country keeps going on in his disrespectful manner, but doesn't lose it. Like your job should be the most, easiest of all to lose because you represent so many like putting a boob in 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 the white house uh i'm I'm just i'm just i'm 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 every week i'm so mind-boggled by by the things he can get away with i i can't even imagine just going to my job Lying to all the people there, uh, saying whatever I wanted in front of whoever I wanted, and then the next day, they're welcoming me back. Hey man, it's him again. Everybody to the gate. You know, um, I, I just don't see it. I just, uh, I mean, this, 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 he has got no coup. Just, just uh, he just keeps going on. I mean, this thing keeps going on. And um I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how, you know. I mean, this didn't he say he was a nationalist at one point? I just don't. I I don't understand it. I mean, how do you? You know what? I don't understand why the press keeps showing up. If I was from the press, if I was someone who owned one of these companies, I say, well, you know what? Let Fox get the coverage of them. Let only Fox report the president. And then I bet you he would beg for people to uh, to come into that White House press room if only one channel was – when he walked in, there was only one station there, Fox and yeah. Box. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, His ego couldn't handle know. it. Right. So I don't know why they keep calling back. Like, stop, stop. Stop giving this dude power. Stop going. Stop giving this dude power and, and – why don't y'all just say, look, we're not going to go. We're not going to go. And let him, like, you know what I mean? And I get it, he's the president, but he's not really the president. Nobody with, like, like nobody with power in the in same frame of mind handles the power like this. Like, no one like this is just this is the wildest thing i've ever seen up until this point with 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 i mean was was america that messed up were we that far like was it was it this much hidden Were we just a bunch of just just fools running around yelling america <laughs> is, is that is that is that it Is that all we offer is this our best right here is this is this it this as a white person this is your representative this is what you want the world to think that american whites are like bigoted liars who I, i i you know i just i don't know how he does it i don't know i i mean I don't know how he does it. I don't know how you go to work every day with a lie, with a story, with just all this insane things that you got going around you, and no facts. I mean, a precedent of no facts. You have people. You don't even have to look at the facts yourself. You've got people to do that. You've always had people to do that. You've been in money your whole life. You don't have to have. Uh, you don't have to do the research yourself on anything or any time in your lifetime and you continuously give the false statement the false whatever like as a has as a citizen you can lie all you want it doesn't even matter as a president coming with no facts just your personal opinion hey so that's that's that you know that's my guy he's he's Kanye had the top spot for what two three weeks now <laughs> But my man was always in the shadows, like peeking over Kanye's shoulder. And now he's just stepped back in front of him again. He's just like, Yo, I'm here. Take me for what I am. This this is this is me. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back for that spot. You know? Uh, Kanye, you're fired. <laughs> Welcome back, number forty five.
1: All right, Jace. Who you got? Uh I'm sorry, folks. We're doing it. If we're gonna call it an election, uh, and that's why we're gonna go slightly politics. I'm gonna not go on 45. I'm gonna go with our acting attorney general. Uh, yes, this is the same dude who basically said, "Hey, you know what?" Tells everybody, "Hey, seeing him? I'm actually gonna fly myself out here just to get a job at this dude." Um, but you know, I, I'd like a nice job back in Iowa. So nobody really pays that much attention to me, and then unfortunately he becomes acting attorney general, where everybody figures out that uh, he was just sued by the DOJ basically for uh, coming up with some uh, questionable businesses, and uh, basically might uh, has a chance a higher chance of uh, either getting he takes the job and really does getting disbarred and never being a lawyer, or uh, just going to jail. So I'm actually gonna give it to our acting attorney general. I don't know his name, but he might not even get. He might not be around until next week. So that's about all I'm gonna go with. Javon.
2: Wow. Uh, um, there's several worthy candidates. Forty-five is always in the mix, and Chief made the outstanding case to for him to not just usurp Kanye, but to be permanent uh, at least until this time is up. Um, but this is what you get when you not only don't vote when you leave voting up to people who don't know what the hell is at stake when they vote um the voters of 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 of, of georgia the georgia governor um god I cannot think of a man's name right now uh, god well this is the same guy who um, he, he he desperately tried to keep a black woman from you sir them. So with that said, they uh and this is another issue I have. When the governor's office, so the office of the governor controls the voting regulations, expect there to be some HUI. So there was some HUI there, right? It it goes without saying. Uh Fox News for the whole Tucker Carlson Michigas this week. Um, this is what happens when you stoke the flames of, of fear politics racism politics you, you prey on the stupid by by feeding them agendas and and and, and fear as hey, opposed to forming a the people
1: coming there's a caravan coming
2: on Tuesday. there's a caravan coming yeah the we the, it goes without saying that we can't afford these things i can't say it enough every time we get on here man there's so much at stake there's so much at stake we can ill afford to play party politics to play racial racial politics we're at a stage a critical stage man where the opposition is coming from within and outside it's all around you it's all around us at this point point. Um, and this isn't about black or white America this is about America as a whole and to the Republican Party and I have a, friend, I have a few friends who are Republicans and as if we always get into that fundamental debate where it's party over country, the wounds have to start being healed now. And it's it, it's both sides, but mostly the Republicans, because the Republican Party has really exercised party over over country politics over the last 25 years or so. It's been painfully, uh, at least in my lifetime, I'm only speaking for my lifetime, the last 25 years or so, it's been painfully obvious where... This is what you get when you play that kind of, of, of when you told that kind of line. This is what happens. You get Donald Trump as your president. You get Sarah Huckabee Sanders as your press secretary. You get the kind of vermin that he said and so-called claim he was going to eliminate from the swamp of so-called Washington. You just brought more rodents with you. Even more despicable than we're already here. And you brought the more despicable nature out of the ones that were already here because they just had to play party politics. This is what happens. And I'm not saying the Democrats would be any better because at this stage, I don't want to believe in a party. I want to believe in a person. I want to believe in people who have the best interests of the people at hand. This is what it's about. It's not about my party versus your party. It's not about me stoking fear it's not about me catering to your 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 racist uh undertones it's not about me speaking to your racial connotations it's not about me speaking to your to your hatred it's about me speaking to what's best for the country because at this stage where we are right now in 2018 we can't afford any of that anymore folks we just can't we can't and I'm not just speaking from a per, uh, the point of view of a person who's unaffected by race or political officia- uh, officia- um, affiliation. I'm speaking from a person of this, 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 this country, a person of the world, man. We, it's, it, it's altruism at its best, but we need to come together, man. We don't know where, where we're going anymore. We don't know where we're headed anymore. It's a scary state especially when you have people that you're responsible for and you have to kind of guide them along this maze. It's scary. It's scary. The last thing that we need is to make this even scarier of a journey because for what it's worth, our time will come and go. We have to leave this place better for the ones who come after us. And we are not doing that. We're making it worse. We really are. And a midterm election wasn't going to change anything. It was a start. It was a press but it's not it's not it's not what's going to change overall. We have to change because it's to that point where it's getting really frightening. It's getting really frightening. We have to change if we don't do it for ourselves. If we don't do it for each other, we have to do it for those who will come behind us because they have to take care of us. We're not going to be we're not going to be the ones whose opinions matter 20 years from now. We're not. We're shaping what the next 20 years will look like, and we're doing a piss poor job of it. So, if I had to pick a dummy of the week, man, there's so many to lump in. I'm just going to say, all of us, we got to do better. We just got to do better as a whole.
0: All right. Well, fellas, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, next week, we're definitely going to talk about more Christmas movies and a few other things that I will send your way soon. Everybody out there, thank y'all for listening. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.